0: The, you kinda like this guy, but when you can't decide between the filet fish <laughs> um, or the Big Mac, and he says, I'll get you both. Thank you. You definitely <laughs> okay, like this guy, Meal. Get it at McDonald's when you get two of your faves for just six bucks. Limited time only, prices and participation may vary single item at regular price.
1: Hello and welcome to the officially unofficial podcast for all of television. I'm your host, Aaron.
0: And I'm Cecily. And
1: we are here to talk about a whole bunch of stuff tonight. We're gonna to talk about Handmaid's Tale, American Gods, maybe a little house of cards. House we'll of see. We'll see how sure. the nights goes. We'll see how the nights the nights. nights goes. Speaking of nights, which is the penultimate no, that was the final episode of Handmaid's Tale. Uh we've been gone for three weeks. We missed uh Jezebel's The Breach.
0: Well, we didn't miss them. We watched them.
1: At nights. And now we're gonna podcast about them. Um, I I like this series a lot. And it has some amazing stuff in it, mm-hmm. but I also have a few gripes, and I don't. I don't want to be the kind of guy who does my gripes first, so I want to turn it over to you. Who, you don't have
0: any positive things to say? No, at I all? do.
1: I do, but like I just notice, like in in my any any review I have, I tend to lead with the negative stuff, and I think that says something about me in a deep core level. It does. But I also know it's a son of a bitch to listen to. <laughs> uh, so I want to give you the floor because you you wholly love this 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 uh, newborn child.
0: Yeah. Um, I really liked the final three episodes and the season as a whole I thought was really good. Um Elizabeth Moss did an amazing job and you know so did the people we love to hate, you know, the Waterfords and um everyone else. The you know, compared to the book which I finished and the show which we finished, it's um I would say the book is just has a lot less personality in it. Would you compare it and to that like might be on purpose? But you know this show just has so many extra added layers, and um, maybe there might be too many. Hmm. We'll save that for the gripe session, <laughs>
1: okay. um do you feel like when you compared it to the book uh, do you compare it uh does it compare favorably to like the Tom Parada original novel, the Leftovers? Which is kind of like a black and white version of that story. And then you see season one, it's like technicolor. Right. Exactly. Would you say it's, so what, what are the parts that they've really injected color pizzazzed up? Is it, um, world building? I don't or what, well, what, what, what is more in the show that's not in the novel?
0: A lot more interpersonal relationships. Really? Yeah.
1: Like, do they go in less detail about her relationship with the yeah. commander and the driver and, right. uh, huh. Wow, because one of my uh, one of my criticisms is I feel like that I don't have a really good handle on especially the villains of the series. Like I, I mean,
0: that's that injected color. Yeah. Of some of the 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 real politic and you know some of the uh, punishments and the infrastructure things like that aren't really explained. Really, it's very just through. The main character's perspective, exactly what she sees, exactly what she knows.
1: Did they have, like, a exactly handmaid's doing the two minutes of hate and the stoning and all the, is that in the novels?
0: Um, I don't know if I want to get into exactly what the differences are between the two in case someone wants to read. Or I say something that you might consider a, a spoiler, book spoiler? Um, if they decide to bring some of those elements into the second season.
1: Oh, okay. All right, fair enough. Um... I continued to really like the visual splendor. Like the choice of having everybody in these monochromatic uniforms is really striking at times. Like especially the, um, the loading screen image that Hulu always showed where it had the handmade, I think it was Elizabeth and Moss standing in front of the wall that they were whitewashing the before the, of, yeah. the Mexicans come and that, that's a scene of like the blood running down the wall with her staying in front of it. Yeah. I mean,
0: there's a lot of striking visuals. Top notch. Um,
1: also like the sound design. Like, I, I noticed that, like, the eyes or the guardians have this, like, all-pervasive ear chatter that remind me v- a lot of the uh, Combine forces from, like, Half-Life, which give you this very creepy you know, otherly feel that or, the, or other feel that nevertheless has this uh, kind of oppressive authority on you. And it really like it made those guys in the black skull caps and, uh, you know, uh, this creep me to fuck out.
0: Right. What did you think about the actual storyline that happened with Commander Waterford? Because I spent a lot of time talking to the women I work with and They are still of the opinion that the Waterfords are sympathetic characters.
1: Okay, thank because I think that's my number one complaint. Um, They and 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 this is why I keep I've been chasing my tail the 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 whole last week um, of because I a lot of times you get a a villain and it's a great villain like you know a Joffrey or um, a Patty from The Leftovers. And some of them are just, like, villainous and doesn't think there's any redeeming qualities at all, like Joffrey, for example, right. or uh, Ramsay Bolton. And then you've got, like, Patty, where the more you get to know her and what she's been through, like, you might not agree and she might still anger you with her actions, but you can kind of understand where they're coming from. Right. And I feel like the Waterfords, they are designed to be a Joffrey-type character where you just – are their their motivations are kind of inscrutable – But then they're trying to give them this sympathetic like, well, you know, you know, Mrs. Waterford, she's she's this brilliant woman and she can't read anymore. She wrote the rule book like that's I don't I don't understand. And I do feel like I feel like these are odious characters that every once in a while they're injecting with humanity for and for me to get catch feels on. And I don't like it.
0: I mean, it seems to be working for a lot of people, though, but
1: but it's easy to
0: lose sight of the fact that, oh, well, you know, she just wants a baby, but she's ritually raping a woman to get that baby yeah she beats that woman when she doesn't have the baby yeah and she beats the woman when she finds out she has a baby and you know displays her daughter in front of her
1: and some of that stuff is interesting because you could see that as like ah this woman has no recourse to punish her husband so she's going to punish this other woman because that's what you can do. This is a this is perpetuating the the you know the the cycle. But then they give the women power to dismember and maim their husbands at the end, which brings Commander Waterford to kind of heal for her. Um Right. And I, and it, that's, that's, again, that that whole message. I don't feel like they understand what the hell they're trying to do with the uh people that make up the upper echelons. That's the thing. They are the Uh, They are the most privileged, most powerful, and chief architects of this fucking regime, and I just don't feel like they can make me feel sympathetic towards them.
0: Yeah, and I don't, don't, I don't appreciate
1: the attempt. Right. But and and what and what scares me, I guess, is when you're talking to people and they say that they're just unapologetically sympathetic. That is, I don't know that that's what they're wanting to do. I don't know that
0: anyone has said that or thinks that. Well, but I was just saying, going, going by feel, what you said, your friends were saying. No, they're just saying that you know they see that she's evil, but they still feel sympathetic towards her. Yeah, even if it's just a modicum, which I don't feel the same way. So,
1: okay, I can I can kind of get myself to feel sorry for her. But what about Commander Waterford? I mean, that's I guess the where I all these guys who sit on the holy the council or whatever it is, they all seem just like the biggest pieces of shit.
0: Right, he is.
1: I mean, the worst kind. of... I mean,
0: bringing her into play Scrabble is more for his benefit than for her uh, sanity, right? And he is still continuing to rape her, right? So, I mean, let's just keep boiling it down to that, shall we? Because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's all you have to remember. Yeah, but, um, but that's the thing. I like, don't...
1: And, and and the other thing that I did that I don't understand, I guess, is like a lot of part a part of me feels like the world building building here is very inconsistent as it's well it's kind of
0: fast and loose with the situation like i don't see how if you ever put up with Janine shit uh-huh. then you'll always put up the Janine shit because right. she's one of the few women who has had a baby so uh-huh. you wouldn't squander that even if she throws herself off a bridge right you know like they threatened in the first few episodes like you don't need your feet or Your hands or legs to make babies. Yeah. So I thought, I thought the horrifying
1: thing was going to be, they're going to be like, take her arms and legs off and she's just going to be a fucking womb cadaver or like something really horrific.
0: Right. Like who signed off on that idea ultimately to have the other handmaids stone her to death.
1: And that, okay. This, this is another problem. This thing has just all recently happened. There's no fucking way these guys. Especially people with led by Commander Waterford, cause he knows what he's doing and he understands the way, he understands like his wife is a thinking, conscious individual with, with, with thoughts and capable of complex, nuanced understandings of things. Right. So he's not like fucking deluded. And a lot of the, I don't, I, the, the way that maybe some of these guys are, but the, if they're, if he's not sitting there like, look guys, if you ask his handmaids who are very few of them true believers, it seems like. The vast majority are people that we've conscripted and hate our guts. Right. If you ask them to, to stone their own because this guy extra raped her, um, you're going to have a bad time. Then they're not doing their job. That I makes no sense to me.
0: Right. I don't think that was the reason. I thought they were stoning her because she tried to kill herself and failed. No, and she also, to and hurt, also, no, she tried to she hurt no. She tried to hurt her child. The baby, yeah. But that's
1: what I'm saying. You you still it makes no sense to ask the handmaids to carry that oh, out. yeah. And also absolutely. to to it doesn't also make internal sense that, um. You know, I feel like by their logic they're harming unborn children. Like they could have made another kind of weird
0: statement exactly. about
1: you know reproductive health. I don't know. I like I said. I, I feel very self conscious being a guy bitching about the show. I have but, one, I more, mean, one more one more. One more thing, though. All
0: right, we'll make it quick.
1: <laughs> okay, it's again like a, the inconsistent world building because
0: oh yes with the
1: with the Jezebels like uh, like I didn't like the Jezebel oh. episode at all because I never because here's the thing they made it so clear how many checkpoints you had to do to for a commander in his an wife escorted,
0: and at some point his wife couldn't even make it through that's how strict it was
1: yeah um do all these checkpoints and then the next episode um what's her name Mar- Moira Moira just steals an eyes uniform and van and bops gone. out yeah. gone. Yeah. And next thing we see, she's staggering over the Canadian border. Right. That doesn't make a fucking lick of sense. It seems to violate the rules of the universe, which sends my suspension of disbelief crashing down. Also, I don't understand about whether this is a, this is a society where even the people on top take it seriously to the point. They're going to amputate each other's arms for the indiscretions. Or this is an old boys club. That's like, Oh, well we can get away with it and we're going to overlook this stuff. Like, I don't feel like both of those attitudes can exist in the upper echelons of a society. A house right. divided against itself can't stand.
0: Right. I mean, I'm willing to forgive it because it's a fairly new society, and mm-hmm. we don't actually know what happened to Moira after that. Maybe, maybe that whole maybe rev- that,
1: that fight's being fought internally. The
0: next couple checkpoints, there was only one guy on guard, and the other guy ran out for a coffee, and she ran them both, both down, and that's how she got out. Well, and the other- So I, I don't really care so yeah. much as what it does, and that it sets up. The hunt for each other next season, uh-huh. where Moira and Luke are together, Elizabeth Moss is question mark, question mark, her yeah. daughter is still in America. So even if she gets out,
1: yeah. they're coming back. That's a very different, that's a very different story.
0: Absolutely. And I'm looking forward to it because, huh.
1: so you think, cause I, I almost feel like that they won't be able to get Elizabeth Moss out of the handmaid's uniform because number one that's the kind of central conceit and that's the interesting thing and also i can see them putting in a situation where she's going to be a double agent that she's going to you know re-
0: absolutely that's what i'm suggesting okay. as well is be- that the only way to get back in and to get her daughter is you're going to have to play close to the vest and pretend to be a handmaid again maybe or but who Luke-
1: who could ask her to do that like volunteer, or like like that. becomes
0: a a commander, a guy who decides that I want to defect from Canada and I want to be one of you. And I mean, that's, you know, that's, pl- that's starting to sound like gambits. something
1: Tarantino would come up with. He like he would cast Uma Thurman's like, okay, here's your deal. You're you're a French comfort woman that the German officers are going to be raping, right. and the Allies are going to contact you, and you're going to be a secret resistance officer. But, and you're gonna uh, you're gonna let them rape because because you're gonna. I mean, I could see that storyline, but like, wow, that's.
0: No, you don't that's... even need the German analogy. That's exactly what's going to happen. Oh, really? So you, okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying that was the, I, there's no book to base it off anymore, so we don't know where it's yeah. going.
1: Yeah. That's just a, that's just, um, but what
0: do that's you That's a think... whole other
1: level of fucked up for the allies to ask you to do something what like that.
0: What do you that. think about the way that it ended?
1: I mean, it's a big cliffhanger, right? Um, you've got, uh, you've got the driver who is Nick. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: who for the saying, first time ever made me feel something while he was on screen when he yeah. put his hand on her belly. Yeah. I don't know why I like that, but...
1: Yeah, and, and he's saying, like trust me, so it's like, do they have... Are they Is the resistance powerful enough to commandeer a detail of eyes slash guardians to, you know, do their bidding, or who do they have that's really high up on the inside? Like, I, I don't know. There's just a lot of possibilities because I don't think that she's in actual trouble. Well... More than baseline how, you know, fucked up her situation is. I don't think she's going to go die. I think she's going to be.
0: She's got the golden ticket in her belly. But they're. Okay. I mean, what do yes, you do? true. There's nothing that you really can do that's too harsh unless they really want to risk But that's really the thing. They, they fucking cattle life. prodded
1: her when she was pregnant or when they thought she was pregnant before. Well, that's
0: what bothered me about that scene before. She never said she was pregnant until she was already done with her. Uh-huh. You know, and I was surprised that the whole time Serena Joy was following her down the stairs. Yeah, she was like, "No, stop! No, you can't do this!" Mm-hmm. And not one time did she say, "She's pregnant. You can't do this. Leave yeah. her here." Or something like that.
1: Yeah. Okay, but it, they
0: didn't have any paperwork to show the commander when they marched her out.
1: Right. It's just um, like at what point? I mean, they they're, again. How powerful is the commander? He seemed like he's the architect, one of the archi- chief architects of Gideon.
0: Right. But then when you saw the commander's, but um, but then counsel, eyes. There no. was a different guy sitting in the fanciest chair. Yeah, right no, in the he center. seems like there's
1: one ring up, rung above him. But still, you would think that these guardians can't just come in with a black mock. Tur- tactical turtleneck and guns and with no warrants, no paper or nothing. Say, hey, it's all fine. It's all because, <laughs> you know like, what? if I'm the resistance, do? I'm like gold. Because not- guess who makes black turtlenecks? Canada. Guess who can probably get their hands on a couple submachine guns? Canada. Mm. We- all we got to do is knock on these guys' doors and one handmade at a time. And be like, hey, hey, it's all been taken care of. It's all been taken. Well, and there's just take only them all. so
0: many times you can do that before. <laughs> is you know, there? They- Yes. There's only okay. really so many times you can do that before, you know, they start laying down stricter policies and maybe actually needing some paperwork.
1: But that's funny because then that's actually would nudge that society towards accountability. Like how long can a society go? It seem, it I mean, seems it seems like a, there is a
0: it's a sophomore society, I think. Yeah. yeah that's no. exactly Right. The point.
1: But my, the point I was making is, it seems that's like that's
0: how Moira can get out, and that's how they can get her out. Right now, yeah. the next fucker to try it is not getting out.
1: Right. I'm just saying that the, the, the broader point I was making is, it seems like with society, there's an upper limit to how much you can get away as a despot. Like you know, we're we're we're. <laughs> You, you got, you got North Korea. What are you laughing at? I don't know I where you're going me? with
0: this, but I'm having fun imagining where you're going with no, this. No, I'm
1: saying like, think about like all the, um, undemocratic s- situations that have spontaneously been toppled in just the, re- the recent memory. Okay. Like it's not like you can't point to a country that's 500 years old and has been ruled despotically by one family. Like, like the, the North Korea is the closest we got and that only goes back to, you know the korean war right about england but are you saying that the queen mother is a is a is a a despotic tyrant that's actually an interesting take i'd like to hear you elaborate (laughs) on that
0: Uh, all i'm saying is that it's not normal to have that many corgis she's
1: there there at the corgis you know this handmaid's (laughs) thing is not a bad idea we need some fresh blood um i don't know are all our corgis as is inbred as is the? No, nah, I see. I can't. I, I got. I. I. I kid. I can't. I can't be too hard in the UK.
0: Uh, um, that's all I got for that show. I got
1: one more thing. Okay. and I know you. Well, then I
0: have one more. More thing.
1: It's. It's the orgy of handmade letters.
0: All right, you've got my thing.
1: That Elizabeth Moss engaged in.
0: Just with complete disregard, all of these Cause, cause how many letters do you think are there? A thousand? Oh, at a least. A thousand 100. women's stories you're willing to just lose and be lost the time forever if a single person walks in on you.
1: Right. And that's the problem is like I don't know what story they think they're telling, but like I'm I'm misinterpreting in places because they played that as if it's a triumph. Right. And I want to be happy with her. Like, if they had shown her, like, taking a handful at a time to her bed and putting the covers over her head and by some kind of pin light reading and tears streaming down her cheek, I would be cheering her on. But not only does she lay them all out so she can swim through them Scrooge McDuck style where anyone – she has no privacy. Right. No expectation of privacy. She gets Handmaid's tail drunk on the tales <laughs> that she's reading, uh-huh. passes out – until the sun rises. Uses like, uses
0: the letters as blankets.
1: I, and I'm like, what happens if Serena Joy decides to be a bitch I, and uh, wakes up extra early? What happens if the Martha comes in?
0: Right, that, that was frustrating.
1: What happens if the commander comes in? Like, it's like you are playing fast and loose with hundreds of women's death penalty type sacrifice. Right. I just like, such a weird scene. And then she entrusted to the Martha, which I don't, you know, Martha Rita. Which is like a margarita made with, I don't know, beets. It's yeah. made with beets and gin. It's
0: just made with bread. <laughs> it's, 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 it's just a bar- bread and it's, tequila. And not
1: good bread, like the 17 grain barley shit no, that you see homemade in the- It's bread, like she would make. Right, exactly.
0: Just pour tequila into a bread maker and boom. <laughs> she got a
1: margarita. Uh, <laughs> I just, I just felt like I, you know, I, I, the, what, the feelings I was feeling of like, oh my god, I can't believe how crazy and irresponsible she's being the 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 everything they were telling me was like oh this would be look at how amazing this is and what a great moment it is for her which it was i'm just like damn show some respect to the other lady sacrifice i'm
0: just sad that they cut the scene of the martha later doing the exact same thing in the bathroom (laughs) after she found them
1: (laughs) yeah yeah and then she gets pulled of course she'll get confiscated by the eyes for doing that and then she gives it to nick (laughs) and <laughs> Nick's doing it, it just, It's just one household at a time. Right. That's that's the thing. They're not even trying to smuggle I mean, those out. They're thing. just trying to deliver them one person at a time.
0: Unless it's convenient, they downplay how many people actually are in that house. Because if there's a meeting or something going on, suddenly there's twenty servants. Yeah. Any other day, there's two. <laughs> yeah.
1: Now I think there's been there was a couple of really good performances this season. Um, I felt like uh, you know, Ch- Chuck, woman um and uh not ralph fines serena joy and Uh commander waterford yeah i'm talking about the actors though i couldn't i can't remember oh joseph joseph fines and i don't know see chuck um i didn't feel like i feel like they're so weird i didn't know what to make of their performances uh and the martha same way and nick he i felt like nick was kind of crappy right but um you know elizabeth moss and, uh, Alexis Bladell, Alexis Bladell, which again, I have not seen her be excellent in anything. Right. And then, um, Samara Wiley really knocked it out of the park. Yeah. And were, even though some of the stuff didn't make sense and didn't necessarily work, like they were giving it their all. In fact, like I couldn't believe Elizabeth Moss could shift into the gear she did when Serena Joy taunted her with her daughter. Right. And she just called her everything but her given name. It right. was insane. Do you think it was
0: scripted or do you think she just...
1: I wonder if they just did to be like, just, really off, the your, just off the top of your head. Just off the top of your head. Just, just, We're gonna
0: let this roll for 10 minutes. Just do it. feels this right. This woman
1: is destroyed your life. You have an inch of glass from which you can try to stab and hurt her back. Go. Yeah. Because it was amazing. And that's the thing. Like for every Jezebel, you had an episode like that, or The Bridge, where I thought mm-hmm. it, the scene where Elizabeth Moss was trying to talk the other handmaid from jumping into the like that was amazing. Like, right? She,
0: because she's also while she's talking her off the bridge, she's got to talk herself off. or yeah. Why wouldn't she just throw herself over right. too? Yeah. She's had exactly as many obstacles.
1: She's got it. She's got to exp- Yeah. Like it, it. It was. It was. It was her giving herself a pep talk, which then. You know, I don't know, it seems like all of the handmaids are going to be radicalized by this this season and that's another way it could go. Just like uh like a, a Red Dawn with uh <laughs> with handmaids. Like that'd be kind of cool to see a bunch of submachine gun toting handmaids. Right. It's like, you know, something Alex Rodriguez would do.
0: Yeah. Robert Rodriguez?
1: What did I say? Alex. <laughs> Alex Rodriguez. <laughs> that's
0: a baseball fucking player. Oh my god. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm not sure if I should mark that for an edit or just live Leave it. with how Leave stupid it. I am. Okay. So that's A Handmaid's Tale. It was...
0: Blessed be the fruit.
1: It was super, super high level when it was on all cylinders. And even when it was missing a few, it was still one of the best things on television. So I don't want to take... I want anyone to, to, to take my criticism as I I, I hated this. I just... Because it's going to make... For, I can't see it not making the top ten for the Baldies unless Jim just doesn't watch it <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i maybe i use my v i have to use my my force on or veto for that but um it, it was really good and yeah. i just hope they take some of these issues and and clean it up just like you know i did a lot of a lot of shows that have this sophomore bump and if it can if it can do that then wow if it can turn into like the leftovers type of wow. type of jump from one to two that'd be awesome yeah all right uh shall we talk about american gods we have not talked about the last three including including the finale which came out last night we haven't had a chance to watch because we're in we're in the thralls of house of cards recap (laughs) or i'm sorry recap uh house of cards marathon uh the ones we missed were i think lemon scented you i think that's where we left off uh a murder of gods where they shot Mexican Jesus at the border <laughs> uh and we're introduced to the God Vulcan which okay. was awesome a prayer from uh, uh, and a prayer for Mad Sweeney which they go back and kind of talk about um you know the Irish version of Shadow's wife and Mad Sweeney's origin story how he was like I think a Celtic king yeah um, who then became a leprechaun because of General Mills, which I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> but also that he had something to do with her car crash? I'm not sure about that revelation. Uh, I don't
0: know much about that either. This is
1: starting to seem awfully you know star wars prequels where yoda and, and the wookie were always and chewbacca were always best buds you know it's like really he set that off like what and and the, the, the big thing is like what the hell is shadow who is shadow what why is point? he being recruited into all this craziness i like, mean
0: like, what do you want to start talking about
1: um i don't let's talk about Matt sweeney's storyline like, like for example he and the dead wife okay okay dead and, wife
0: and their issues um. So he's. Secret- I like her quote.
1: What the fuck are you? What the fuck are any of you? But first, what the fuck are you? I think that was delivered <laughs> to Sweeney. Yeah. Uh
0: Um. Are they trying to make him in love with her now? Did he? It was that of seems always like it. Meant doesn't to go under her grave, and that's why he accidentally gave it to it, Shadow Moon.
1: Yeah. Is, is that like? Is this like a Van, like a Bram Stoker's Dracula story where she's the reincarnated spirit of this woman? That. Right. I don't know. I don't know. That's that's kind that's kind of interesting. And when they put him together with the guy who's the gin fucker. Yeah. Like that is a super entertaining road show. In fact, I'm kind of bummed that it was, seemed like it's broken up.
0: Oh yeah, they released him so they get back to their story because they got in a car crash which brought his memories back or he always knew yeah. that he caused her car crash. Surely. But why?
1: I don't know. Someone because someone...
0: one woman devoted her entire life to leaving out bread and milk for him to eat, and and giving him all of her coins so that she could directly affect another person.
1: And this woman didn't, and she got recorded Like the other thing is, I'm not sure what Axis brings her from this Irish heritage. Who she, she's worshiping leprechauns to now her current incarnation is like somehow beholden to the Egyptian gods of death. I don't. I don't see how that that those lines all connect. But and I don't. I don't really care because what I get from this show is Gillian Anderson dressing up as David Bowie, Bowie and floating in uh, like Marilyn Monroe a couple inches off the the, the floor. I mean, and they've I see... never give us
0: a reason to like her, so why would we root for her storyline?
1: I'm not. I'm just I just think I mean,
0: I read an article about how someone thinks that she's like the ultimate feminist badass, and why? I just think that's a terrible, terrible way to look at her.
1: I mean, she's powerful and, and interesting. Only because but... she's got
0: a, co- a magic coin inside of her.
1: Oh, wait. Other I thought we were talking about Jillian Anderson. A... No. The god of media is what I had moved on to. No. Oh, yeah, you're right. Well, I don't know. I mean, because I feel like Josh Whedon kind of has ruined this conversation a little bit because there's like he 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 kind of popularized this particular type of. Feminist icon, the Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the River Tam, the waify oh. kind of ass kicking, Right. you know, Barbie doll, which, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Men have Arnold Schwarzenegger for, for, for God's sake. Uh, and Keanu Reeves, like there, there is room for that type of female badass, but at this point, it's that type of female badass is a little bit played out. And they're even moving on to more interesting versions of that trope, like Atomic Blonde. I haven't seen it. I'm just assuming.
0: She looks it's, like a believable badass.
1: Well, not only that, but she's doing like other. She's she's not only she's she's doing interesting things with that stereotype by like leaning fully into like the James Bond mole by even seducing women. Right. I mean, like I I I don't I I can't tell whether my eyes roll at that or I actually think it's clever. But you know, it's Char- Charlize Theron. Right. Uh, she's going to be real badass doing it. Right. But yeah, that's all she is. She's just a. I mean, and they've got the the fact that she's literally a rotting piece of meat is kind of gross slash cool
0: yeah and
1: how are they going to actually like the whole mad sweeney is he wants to take her back to a resurrectionist so she can have a real life so he can get her her, his coin back
0: but he got his coin back and he chose to keep her alive anyway so i just i don't know there's there's
1: certainly some kind of triangle they're building there
0: right so what were you saying about the god of media
1: uh i just thought that um that what Where I thought you were getting at with is they haven't given us any reason to be sympathetic or think the new gods are cool. Like right. they're just sketch of just like, oh, well, here's the technology guy and here's the uh, right, media god and here's the – what's the other god?
0: Or a bunch of kids on the old god's lawn.
1: Yeah, and it's, it's like
0: – Mr. World. Like
1: like I'm sympathetic to Ian machine because he's the protagonist from the point of view of the story they're telling. But in the grand scheme of things – uh, why are any of these, why should I give a shit about any of these gods? And what is the point of the story? Are we going to throw off the shackles of the, uh, the gods? Are we going to, uh, come up with like, you know, are we going to all learn to love Mexican Jesus? Cause he seems like the best of all of them. But right. then we killed him with the God of, and, uh, you know, there's also like the God of Vulcan where they got this small town that worships the second amendment so much that they're all a whole bunch of, brown shirt wearing jack booted crazy not uh, american nazis and that's like super broad and not very thought like like
0: like they haven't they've spent a lot of time making these gods really cool and the whole story visually interesting but i don't think there's a single relationship so far that i i care about and there's no real character that i'm rooting for because we haven't gotten to spend enough time with any of them right i think
1: and you know they also take they take time like the you know when mr um uh Nat, what's his name anansi the spider anansi. god anansi um you know they gave him something interesting and profound and and depressing and sad to say about that that particular culture that he was representing and then they get to like extreme right wing america or just right wing america um you know because it's a fairly mainstream conservative position that we should have the right to bear arms uh And they just don't give it no nuance or any kind of, and I feel like that's a little lazy. Right. Like, oh, you're not, you're only going to articulate a viewpoint that you, that, or give it, give any kind of complex nuance to a point of view that you agree with.
0: And what happened, um, I just remembered, what happened to the, uh, Queen of Sheba? I don't know.
1: She ate a few dudes, she she ate a few women, and she's, she's gone. She hasn't
0: met anyone else? I I mean, I feel, I'm,
1: I'm, like I don't know if... whether the, cause, cause the other thing is the Jin's the same kind of way. Like, I don't know that we're meant to see these people again. Some of this stuff might just be, like, side color. Well,
0: then that's stupid. Well. If that, if that person affects the story in no way whatsoever, then it doesn't, there's no reason it should have ever been there. Yeah, I don't know. You could have spent I'm... more time building up all of the other characters instead of spending time watching, you know, cosmic lovemaking. Yeah. Which is cool, but if, that's how you feel then save it for the second season
1: yeah
0: if those two things don't play an integral role in the finale Mm -hmm. then i think it's a waste of time Mm -hmm.
1: and even the i guess the vulcan thing wasn't entirely uninteresting it's just because they did that there's this one speech he gave about like you know how he's using fear as the, the the tool to evoke worship from his population and they they say this 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 every gunshot is a prayer and every uh, every gunshot in a crowded theater is a prayer that makes them want to pray harder because they are all afraid that that's going to happen to them and they arm themselves. But that's kind of a patronizing view, I guess, of that. Right. Um, but I don't know. Uh, I just wish, I don't know if I'm, if I, I don't know why I care so much about not knowing where the story's going because I am being entertained by and large. Now I do not like the resurrected Laura. I think her character is terrible. I think I don't believe any of the chemistry between her and, um, Shadow, I don't understand why it seems like she didn't give a shit about Shadow and then she died and he comes back and now he looks like a fucking son. I don't know what the fuck that's about. Right. But like, I just don't, I, I, they, it's interesting, they've told a story where a person was not in love with another person who was in love with that person and then person A died and now they're back in love with him but they've given me no reason other than a glowing sun effect so he looks like the son of the, uh, fucking Teletubbies world. Yeah. Uh that that's the old, I, like they haven't given me any other reason to pull for that relationship. And maybe I'm not supposed to, but then, you know, what the fuck? Right. So I mean, that, 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 that was the only episode I thought kind of drug that I was a little tedious of like their backstory because none of it illuminated anything. Plus she slept with Dane cook, which automatically I feel like right. is so, like, yeah. just, she slid so far down the cool levels,
0: <laughs> the cool levels. Yeah. Um,
1: I'm not even talking Dane Cook is like a shitty comedian. I'm just like, look at him, you know? Yeah. So Yeah. <laughs> like all Sha everyone that Shadow loved or, or cared about was a really secret piece of shit to him behind his back. Yes. That's bleak. It is. What's it mean? What's it all mean?
0: I don't know. We should probably watch the finale.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Ah, I'm on a, are you gonna read the book in between now and the next season? Yes. Really? Yes. Okay, well then I I would <laughs> can I play if the timing's right maybe we should cover it, and I'll play the uh the guy who is a book the, a, a non-reader okay I've never played that role before okay so I'm excited but if
0: you have to read the book to gain an understanding of the show then that's also another problem but well, that's, that's why it's maybe so great our podcast to have that will dynamic. better next year <laughs> that's why it's so
1: great to have that dynamic right okay uh shall we talk a little bit about House of cards yes. House of Cards.
0: House of Cards.
1: I don't regret not covering it. I fucking because, love this show. Because there's no way. First of all, there's been no way to get Jim to do it. Uh Second of all, there had been no way for us to like, give it the kind of bald move treatment like you and I. Because we yeah. just had the time. i we did
0: silver medal. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, I'm just trying to be sensitive to you. To, no, no, no. To your I get it. I get it. You're being uh,
0: sensitive to the audience that's expecting full coverage. No, of- no,
1: no. No.
0: Yeah?
1: No. I mean, since... Oh, oh no, okay.
0: No, your audience is expecting full coverage of the show that you've given it for the past couple of seasons since uh, the beginning, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. We're there at the beginning.
0: Yeah. And it's just... Um, I blame Game of Thrones, really. Yeah. I blame George R. R. Martin himself yeah for fucking everything up I mean all the TV has been moved around so although
1: if 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 all of this insanity had happened with Game of Thrones as well, then oh my God yeah, so we like, wouldn't even be
0: sitting here tonight
1: exactly uh so it worked out the way it worked out now we are eleven episodes in there's two more episodes to go and here's the thing this shows i I feel like this is the season <sighs> where Francis Underwood played by Kevin Spacey Kevin Spacey started phoning in a bit.
0: You think so? And
1: the writing is terrible. The writing is like some of the worst stuff I've ever seen. And la- laugh, at, but but like in an entertaining way. For example, there's this one scene where the president, for whatever reason, gets invited to this, you know, see, the the season two True Detective cult. That meets out in the what? Sierra woods and they wait, worship so the god just, of Molech. And, wait, wait.
0: So you're just going to talk about all of the episodes we've watched so far? Yeah.
1: I'm not, I don't have any like episode by episode guide. I just want to give you an example of the, my problem with the show. Okay. This is not going to be a deep spoiler I thought dive. we were going
0: to talk about a few chunks of episodes at a time. And then the next time we came back for American Gods, we'd talk about the rest of the season.
1: Oh, yeah. I think we're going to talk about the season up until now. And then we'll talk about the finale when we come back. Okay. Uh, but here's the thing. Um, so Raymond Tusk is a member of this society, because of course he is, and he's up early, and the president's a second uh, <laughs> up, and he goes...
0: After we've already seen how many waiters it took to serve them the night before dinner. Yeah, this guy's
1: just casually cooking breakfast for all the bros. He says, you're up early, and Francis says, always. And then literally he says, how do you like your eggs? And Francis says, in the afternoon.
0: What the f- that's I'm, like two opposite things to say. I didn't know what that meant. Is that what that means? He likes to wake up late.
1: I, what other way would you say? Why would you like eggs in the afternoon? I don't know. Eggs are a breakfast was, food. I like to at breakfast it was in some the afternoon.
0: Sort of s- s- man, sex joke. <laughs> if he <laughs> that's said what I he said was.
1: unfertilized, <laughs> it would be a man sex joke in the what afternoon. What if he likes
0: fertilizing his eggs in the afternoon? In the afternoon, that's not what he said. But I'm it, just
1: saying that's terrible that you're saying that he one of
0: his, right, his right, attributes is
1: early rise. I'm just saying that's the kind of and that happened bam bam that wasn't like two episodes later they'd forgot that was like in the same scene in the same breath.
0: I mean this the I don't I don't do, I don't agree with the dialogue being that terrible. Um There are some certainly cheesy moments, but it's the same things that that give you goosebumps because it's delivered so masterfully by Kevin Spacey and Robin Wright. I think we just have a completely <laughs> different opinion about how the season went so far. No, but but I loved look, look. it. I mean no, the story, no. the story and the things that are happening are stupid and insane and impossible and would never the ever happen. The worst this
1: show's ever been. But
0: it's kind of cool to see like the boundaries that you can push American politics to based on real, you know, rules, regulations and laws. Like you know in a universe where it's possible that a vote can be delayed this much here's exactly how it would work
1: yeah and i believe like that's the thing i i don't feel like any of this stuff is extreme i just feel like here's the thing that house of cards has got going any one of five characters just walks into another character's office tells them off and how it's going to be and that works that works for the president. It works for the vi- the first lady. It works for the vice president, who's also the first lady, when she's yelling at the pre- the actual vice president,
0: unless she's the acting who is a president at the time.
1: It works with Donald when when with Doug when Doug Stamper just wants to stamp on anybody. <laughs> he can just stamp it on does anybody. A lot of stamping this. It works time. when Leanne wants to go off half cocked. It works for the hammer. It works for anyone. They just this. There's, there's no finesse, no diplomacy, no you scratch your back, I'll scratch. It's just.
0: Oh, you're right. Yes, and is punching how,
1: someone in the dick and then
0: that's how every character interacts this season
1: and then the, then then after francis blows everything up and destroys and he has no all option against all odds the ceo of fucking polyhop will be sobbing on a log and give him a bunch of data files full of incriminating material against to use against his foes i'm just like oh man oh man this is show a, didn't used to be this dumb is this or maybe it's always been this dumb and now it's this seeing a it.
0: sequel to Silicon Valley? Because that guy seems to be very much like a big head.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. He's like the he's <laughs> so like the he poor grew up he's into. the poor man's version of Big Head.
0: Uh, there are very stupid I guess the most unbelievable thing about the story is that the stupidest character is so unrealistic, even though I think that's exactly what a lot yeah. of people are like. Yeah. And like Will Conway
1: went from being like
0: Sh- A candidate strong, the Republicans
1: wish they had yeah. to the fucking Phantom of the Opera getting drunk and yelling at military and pilots. S- staying and, up
0: all night with his PTSD flashbacks in that video game. and
1: Yeah, and that's like – I thought that was they, poorly handled as well. Do you think
0: they set that story up poorly? Do you think that they wanted us to believe that there was some secret history to his war history uh-huh. like him yeah, stealing someone else's – military I do, I think, record or or I, claiming to do something I different i think
1: it's a don draper situation
0: but it never built up to anything
1: not yet and there's only and there's only no, two no i think episodes it's to, i
0: think his story's over now that he lost the presidency
1: yeah like i'd so uh, if you're right and i think you are then that's a really big what the fuck because <laughs> i just
0: want to make sure i wasn't the only one that felt like it should have led up to something i think bigger.
1: It, they would say well, it led up to him starting to unravel and revealing himself to be a not good commander but i'm like i don't know and by the way we can add usher the guy who's essentially a, a, a Kellyanne Conway, he can tell the president elect to go fuck himself. Yeah, uh, like in, anyone can tell anyone to go fuck himself, and it always works. Right. Um. So yeah, I I you don't know. Like don't what the president know.
0: says, just slam the door on him. It's fine. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And like you can, you can jerk doug's chain and like that that's the thing that really bugs me and i'm glad that they gave uh doug that scene where he's like do you know all the fucking things i've done yeah just to help you with because it it never really i never understand why doug is quite that loyal like i mean i know francis helped him get clean and sober I know, but there's also there's gotta be
0: something that i don't quite understand because like a secret service agent or you know doug stamper hmm You can't get you can't be getting paid that much, Mm -hmm. and even if you were, what does it matter? Mm -hmm. Like you live by this person's side, probably spends more nights there than he does in his own shitty apartment. Yeah, and if he's not in his own shitty apartment, he's sleeping with that donation fund lady's or uh, widow. I don't know. I just don't see what motivates those people.
1: Do you know the other thing that drives me crazy about Francis Underwood?
0: What? What?
1: <laughs> First of all, he has the tenacity to go on and name five different decades going to be dominated by Underwoods in politics and then says one nation.
0: Underwood.
1: Underwood. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Yes. Oh, my God. But his predilection for destroying valuable heirlooms that belong to this entire nation. Oh, my
0: God. Like, oh, here's a bust of, I don't know. Thomas pro- Jefferson.
1: Probably. Or maybe it's Washington. <laughs> break. Here's like, you know, crossing of the Delaware smash. Um, I did like the scene where he's thinking about Meacham.
0: Yeah, he went back to the painting. He almost took it off to look, but just let yeah, great, it go. Great,
1: great, great, granddaddy Underwood's not nearly the lover that Meacham was.
0: No, neither is that new fitness trainer. Apparently, wow, that's the same
1: guy. He's the he's great. a Civil War reenactor. Yeah, They're, oh, those are the same characters.
0: Interesting.
1: And but also they, I feel like they did oh, that. To,
0: attached to the president or the huh? vice president. What? I just think that's a stupid thing to do. To what? For to catch feelings. Oh yeah. For Tom Yates to think that he's oh, no. actually gonna steal away the vice president.
1: And that's the other thing is like, maybe Tom Yates would do this because he seems like he's a piece of work, and you know, uh but why Robin Wright would? Again, I don't her Entertain
0: her and that, or yeah, like her that. and
1: Francis relationship is really complex, and I feel like Francis uh takes her for granted, and they're they're some of the stuff they're doing that i uh, that I like where france Francis says an aside to us after they win, oh, she owes me. And then Claire says, not true. (laughs) Almost like she's breaking a fourth wall, but you're not quite sure. But then she deliberately breaks the fourth wall like an episode later. And I'm starting to think like, oh, this is actually a clever way to start to synthesize these two stories. Right.
0: At some point, she turns to us.
1: I felt like they did the storyline last season. And it's like kind
0: of. Well, I mean, at one point she turned to the camera and she said, listen, I know you've always been there.
1: Right. I'm not sure I feel about you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I don't care how you feel about me. Yeah, and I thought that was good.
1: But I wanna, I wanna get or back. It's fun. It I want to get back to great granddaddy Underwood. Because I feel like his plot only serviced so that Francis could tell Claire essentially to break up with Tom. And right. that he would have like, well, I'm doing it too. So like she would feel that that's what. But the thing is, is I feel like Claire would have come to that decision as soon as Tom was wouldn't get into his fucking head that this was a purely physical relationship
0: right Exactly. or maybe there's
1: a little bit more of a mode but you'll never come between me and francis i mean she's got every know time that you having... try it's going to just piss me off
0: she's got to know that having him spend the night every night looks terrible
1: yeah and it's also and like, for him just...
0: i mean i would have broken up broken up with him for the fact alone that he just walked into a, a closed door meeting in his socks uh-huh what an asshole right right
1: <laughs> Be like, yeah, and yeah, didn't even bother to
0: act, you know, apologetic or, or, um, respectful. Of the vice president, you know.
1: Can I also talk about how disappointed I am in every one of the fucking journalists on this show that voluntarily uh, whores their profession out for what?
0: Oh, you mean real world journalists that perf- that per- or that appear on the show?
1: Yeah, Rachel Maddow, you're supposed to be, you're supposed. I- this is
0: some shit for Fox and Friends, Rachel. You're supposed to
1: be telling the, the truth every night. That's what you say and how important it is. And then you are just going to essentially I, – I, maybe I'm the only one that this bothers. But I feel like in a culture where we're saying things are fake news, things are fake news, and journalistic credibility is at an all-time low. I get and to and watch I've you on seen TV. all these puff pieces where journalists are like, hey, man, maybe some of the problem is us. Maybe we shouldn't maybe we should be more serious about how we do this stuff. I see all these fuckers like Wolf Blitzer, Rachel Maddow, Chris Matthews, they're all all fucking st- st- doing this stupid show. It's really not real you. and they they don't need to do it there's you could do a fake news you could do a fake news organization. you could have fucking will from the newsroom. Have kind of a cameo to interview, and that would actually right. be kind of cool and in but universe- i think
0: I think the point of them having real world journalists is that a lot of the show's storylines mirror what's actually happening in our current political climate
1: I understand why they and they
0: want to so, blur the lines to exactly. make it more
1: realistic. is that what the journalists want to do they want to blur the line between reality and fantasy I know you
0: feel passionately people? about this, but I I'm do. not sure that I care. <laughs> I don't think that I care that Rachel Maddow was on a TV show because I know that that wasn't a real news story she was doing. Yeah. But it makes you believe the scene that much more because you can see that happening in real life.
1: I guess. I also think they're not great actors.
0: I mean, Uh, in this show in particular, like if they're on Alien Resurgence, is uh, that what it's called? Independence Day Resurgence?
1: uh, No, I think that's bad too.
0: I'm saying that I think is bad because that's Uh, just... A fake news, <laughs> but, but all- they're trying to make you see the parallels between the real world that you're living in hmm. here.
1: I don't know. Like I said, it's, it's literally fake news that they're engaging in. And I would, my, my perspective is I would try to stay as far from that, uh, by association as possible. Again, not, you know, uh, in, in this particular, it, it's, I always had this objection. This is a long standing objection I've had on the house of cards podcast. I just, was kind of shocked to see this happen again with with again what what what's happening what the modern state of journalism is with people accusing them of being fake and making shit up yeah and like it seems like this is a really important time for us to get a fact straight but no you know we'll just we'll we'll, we'll appear in the show for hot lot laughs and giggles i guess like that's the other things like what do they get out of it other than the ego stroke is it worth it
0: I don't know. i don't there know it must be
1: you don't care. Now I feel like a fucking asshole.
0: <laughs> no, I'm just saying that <laughs> we all have our things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> to get a bugaboo about.
1: Um I don't know. What do you think about the uh, bearded uh a beard bearded Putin?
0: Bearded Petrov? Yeah. Um just as just as honorary as ever. Yeah. I but, thought he was or, this uh,
1: close to making an decent proposal to Claire.
0: What do you think well
1: about that Russian ship?
0: Yeah. I think – what do you think about Jane Davis, our uh, new character who don't quite understand who she is or what she does, but she speaks all the languages?
1: I don't know because it feels like – that's the other problem I have is like there's – Raymond Tusk I thought was a worthy adversary for Francis Underwood. And they haven't had that good of a foil for him since. Right, And she just – like to make her – Make her and Usher seem clever enough to square off that they sometimes have to cheat where they're just inscrutable and I don't understand why they tick or why they're doing or who they're loyal to. I mean, it seems like it's cheating to introduce a character this late in the system that has this much influence. Right. Like global influence. And we've never met her before. Because if we had met her before, we'd understand what makes her tick, and she wouldn't be this thing right. that the writers could be playing coy with. And
0: now she, suddenly she's living at the White House, and she's everywhere in every meeting?
1: Yeah. It's like literally a Madeleine Albright type just walked onto the stage, and I've never seen her before. Right. Like, that's the one thing I think House of Cards does right, is they keep... They don't give a shit that you don't remember who the vice president in season one is. They don't they don't give a shit that you don't remember who the, you know, house minority whip was like they're just going to throw these characters at you.
0: Right. And especially with what good friend she appears to be with Mm. Kathy Durant.
1: (laughs) Right. Yeah. Which I love Kathy Durant. Oh Yeah. Kathy is
0: a strong woman.
1: Yeah. And she looks like she's about to do some Underwood fucking. Yeah, she is. Um, but I don't know. Like that's like the other thing. Is like, like I was feeling like this surely would have to be the last season, which I felt like the last two right. or three seasons. But I'm two episodes ago. I don't see how they can possibly wrap this up. No. In fact, I kind of would be interested in seeing uh a Claire Underwood presidency because Robin Wright. I am so in love with this woman and her the the way she portrays Claire Underwood as perpetually amused and and what what's the other word like like she's looking at you and she has she's a bemused contempt the way that like if you're out at in public and you're like at a mall food court and you're seeing some other kids child children shove french fries up your nose it's like right what a what a fucking idiot i'm going to laugh at you it's that's just how she's that's
0: condescension she, or or patronizing
1: because she thinks she's better than you and she's right She's Robin Wright. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing it's like she just always looks amazing and she always has these even when like like I mean I think the most egregious fuck you speech to somebody is the one she gave to Donald Blythe.
0: That was yeah, that was bad.
1: But I also think that they were trying to provoke that reaction. Like there's the other thing is there's a lot of wheels within wheels of this show because I'm not covering it as seriously as I've done in years past where I'm like I'm not totally getting okay. where all these machinations are going but I don't know. I really like Robin Wright, and it would be interesting to see a House of Cards continue with her being the president.
0: Right. I'm excited about the last two episodes, which we're going to go home and watch tonight. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's either that or American Gods. All of it. Let's all just of watch it. All oh of the no! Just never go to bed. Never go to bed. Neither <laughs> one of us have jobs other than this. Oh, uh, it's <laughs> um, well, true for
0: half of us. <laughs> <laughs> the one is getting
1: paid for this one. <laughs> Uh, the greatest the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was to convince Cecily that something he never doesn't existed. exist. <laughs> <laughs> um I feel like there's more we could talk about on House of Cards, but
0: uh I'd rather talk about it and like how the whole season goes.
1: Okay. All right. We don't have any feedback. Uh I'd like to encourage people if you have a take about our hot takes about American uh, American <laughs> Tales or Handmaid's Gods <laughs> or House of the Whopper. Uh, <laughs> you can sit it in the TV at baldmove.com dot com. Uh, where we will entertain those, and it's going to be great because we're coming back essentially to talk to, about the finale of American Gods and House of Cards.
0: I mean, probably next a, week. There's a new show that's starting on Netflix called Glow. There's, oh, the gorgeous, uh,
1: it's actually out, I think. The it? gorgeous ladies of wrestling. I and mean,
0: there's so much TV out there that when we come back, who knows what we're going to talk about, but we're watching yeah. it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Bald Move TV is going to be where it's, it's all the television. All what more it. can we say?
0: All
1: of it. So we'll be back. Uh, I know Jim and I will be talking finales of, uh, Better Call Saul and Fargo this week. And then Cecily and I will be back the week after talking finales of American Gods and House of Cards. Oh my God. So much excitement. TV at baldmove.com. If you want to say something, we will see you then. Until then, I'm Aaron.
0: And I'm Cecily.
1: See ya.